Hey, what's up everybody? It's your boy Norm, and I'd like to welcome you back to episode 17 of Faith and Beliefs Refuted. Uh, we are going to jump in on this one. David is going to talk. This is a, this is a big one. Um, we're going to talk faith, uh, or grace versus works. Um, salvation by grace versus salvation by works. We're going to listen to what David says about it, and then we're going to talk about what uh, there, there's a couple of things in here that, that are just kind of don't go all the way to explaining what the Mormons believe. And so we're going to kind of flesh that out uh, after we listen to him. So I guess that means we want to go ahead and jump in with David. Probably going to get an ad. Um, yep, going to get an ad. Um, so we can... If today was the it. Welcome to another segment of Faith and Beliefs. Today we're going to talk about something that really gets people riled up sometimes. Red vines or Twizzlers? Honestly, I don't know why this is such a controversy. Twizzlers are obviously awful. Red vines forever. Anyway, now that the divisive stuff is out of the way, let's talk about being saved by grace versus works. Let's do that. Many faiths believe that in order to be saved, all we have to do is rely on Christ's grace. Why do they believe that? Well, I imagine because that's what the Bible teaches. So that makes sense. There's a lot of confusion, though, about what Latter-day Saints believe when it comes to this topic, so I'll try to be as clear as possible. Here's the deal. As Latter-day Saints, we do not believe we can save ourselves through our works. Only Christ can save us. We are saved by His grace, but our belief that Christ alone satisfies the demands of justice does not absolve us from satisfying the demands of Christ. And we're going to come back to what those things are in a moment. But before we get to that, when we talk about salvation, what do we mean? What exactly is Christ saving us from? Well, it can mean several... That's a really good question. And then we're going to get into uh, something that he is not going to address different things. I'm using that term in the context of being saved from physical and spiritual death or sin. Because Christ was resurrected, we believe that everyone, regardless of beliefs or behavior, will be resurrected. Salvation over physical death is a free gift from Christ to humanity. No matter how many old ladies I help across the street, I'll never have power to resurrect myself. That comes from Christ. Salvation from spiritual death or sin is also only possible through the grace of Christ. However, Christ has put conditions on accessing that gift, namely things like faith, repentance, baptism for the remission of sins, and receiving the Holy Ghost. Now that's confusing to a lot of people, even members, because baptism is still a work, right? Well, sure it is, but Latter-day Saints believe the purpose of that work is different. It is not to satisfy the demands of justice. It's not to earn salvation. It is simply to meet a condition upon which the reception of Christ's gift is predicated. Okay, so here let's talk about this because this is going to be a, a huge difference in what the Bible talks about baptism and what the Mormons believe. And it is a works uh, that they have to do. And for as far as Christianity, baptism is not a work. It's a sacrament. It is a uh, outward showing of what has already been done. We are not, our sin is not washed away by baptism. Our sin is forgiven. Our sins are 
taken away. Christ took them and nailed the record of sin to the cross. When we repent and we put our faith in Christ, and repentance is not a work either, because repentance, the Bible says, is a gift. God grants us repentance. He gives us the ability to repent. And so when we change the way we think, we change our mind, we metanoia, and we repent of our sin, we turn from our sin, then our sin is forgiven, and baptism is just a symbolic ceremony, call it what you want, a showing of the covenant that we make with Christ. So our sins are not truly remitted by the water of baptism. Um, and it is not considered a work. It's considered, it's an, it's an ordinance. It's a, a means of grace. Um, it is what Christ has, has asked us to do. But again, we, we see examples of the thief on the cross who was not baptized. We know there will be people who will be saved who are not baptized. Um, so it, it's not a requirement in so much as if we don't do it, we're not saved. It is something that Christ has asked us to do out of obedience to him. Um, again, Jesus was baptized and he had no need for uh, baptism if, if, it were, if it were for the remission of sin because Christ had no sin. What did he tell John? He said, we have to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus, we are, we are granted, and he's going to get into this in a minute. We're going to talk more about this. But we are given his righteousness. Jesus lived the perfect life, and we are given that by him. And part of that, to fulfill all righteousness, is for baptism for those who can't be. The thief on the cross, he couldn't be baptized. Jesus was baptized for him. If I had never been baptized, if I know somebody who, on the way to be baptized, is hit by a bus and dies, Jesus was baptized for them. So, it's not a work, it's a sacrament, it is a, um, it's an ordinance of the church, but it is not what gives us salvation, and it's not a requirement for salvation. You see the difference? Also, that's not to say that anyone who doesn't get baptized is going to an eternal hell. Check out our video on the difference between salvation and exaltation for more on that. A lot of what I've been saying parallels a great speech given by a professor named Brad Wilcox. There's a link to it in the description below. It is excellent and delves into this topic much more than I'm going to, but I love an example he uses to illustrate why we tend to emphasize works quite a bit in our faith. Christ's arrangement with us is similar to a mom providing music lessons for her child. Mom pays the piano teacher, and because mom pays the debt in full, she can turn to her child and ask for something. What is it? Practice. Does the child's practice pay the piano teacher? No. Does the child's practice repay mom for paying the piano teacher? No. Practicing is how the child shows appreciation for mom's incredible gift. It's how he takes advantage of the amazing opportunity mom has given him to live his life at a higher level. Mom's joy is not found in getting repaid, but in seeing her gift used, seeing her child improve. And so she continues to call for practice, practice, practice. I have born-again Christian friends who say to me, you Mormons are always trying to earn your way to heaven. I say, no, we're not earning heaven. We are learning heaven. We're preparing for it. We are practicing for it. So do Latter-day Saints believe we're saved from... Okay, so this is, this is a, a bad analogy for what salvation is because again it's not 
it's not hiring the piano teacher for the student for the the child and it's not paying it is it would be if we're going to use this analogy it would be the child going and saying i need all these piano lessons and then defaulting on the payment and then the and ultimately it wouldn't even be the parent coming and paying the debt it would be the piano teacher paying the debt for the student and at that point it, it you know here's the example i like to use um say kobe bryant moved in next door to me i don't care much for kobe bryant so um i burned down kobe's house uh five million dollar house that kobe's built i burn it down and because of that uh five million dollars buys really good um surveillance i'm busted i'm on camera i'm waving as i'm pouring out gasoline and lighting the match now i stand before a judge absolutely guilty and the judge says to me norm he says you you burnt down this house justice can be satisfied if you pay the fine well i don't have five million dollars because i didn't win the lottery last night and so the judge says okay if you don't have the five million to repay what you took what you what you destroyed then I have to send you to prison. Now, the appropriate picture of the gospel would be Kobe Bryant stepping into the courtroom and saying, Your Honor, I know that, that Norm cannot pay this fine, and Norm is guilty of what he did, but I will pay the fine for him. And now, it changes my attitude towards Kobe. Because, you know... I'm probably I'm not going to burn his house down again. I'm probably going to help rebuild it. And when the Lakers aren't playing the Jazz, I might actually root for them. My attitude has changed. It's not that this is given and now you have to practice and you have to do in order to maintain or to earn it. It's something that you can never earn, but the lawgiver came because you broke his law and he paid the penalty for the law that you broke. So the, the piano playing analogy falls far from its face. It is a works-based analogy that you have to learn the piano to earn what the parent gave you. Do you see the difference? Do you see the difference between what biblical Christianity and Mormonism teaches. And then again, I don't know if he's going to get into the whole issue of salvation and exaltation, but that's the crux of the whole thing. So I'm going to let him go on and Death hopefully... And by grace or works? Ding, 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 ding. The answer is grace. Do works have their place? Of course they do, but their purpose is not to replace Christ, but rather to honor, appreciate, and use his sacrifice. Now, there are probably some people watching this shaking their heads thinking we're way off base. Wrong, Yep, sir. I am. Wrong. You lose. And that's totally fine. You don't have to believe any of this, but at the very least, hopefully you'll understand what we believe a little bit more clearly. Some of you are probably sitting there with a million more questions about grace and works. If that's yeah. you, I'd suggest you start looking for answers by clicking the link below that will take you to a more expansive article on our website associated with this video. And if you've still got questions after that, shoot us an email, leave us a comment, and we'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.
<laughs> I've been working on this. So, okay. So again, here here's the here's the 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 crux of the situation because he mentioned it, and if you go back and look at the the video and then my video on salvation and exaltation, the their talk about salvation is that everybody, no matter what, repentance, baptism, any of these things is going to get salvation. They're going to be saved from physical and spiritual death. They're going to be resurrected, and then they're going to get one level of heaven or another. But to achieve the greatest level of heaven, according to Mormon teaching, you have to do works. Without it, you cannot be exalted. You cannot live with Heavenly Father in the celestial kingdom, and you can't be exalted to Godhood yourself, and you can't father your own spirit children and, and populate your own planet. So there is the lie that he's going to give you. Adolf Hitler, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, you pick your favorite serial killer. Those people are going to receive salvation according to the Mormon teachings without repentance, without baptism, without a single thing. They're going to get the telestial kingdom because they chose to come to this planet and live a human life. Doesn't matter what they did. You know, I hear from Mormons a lot when we when we get into the argument of salvation by works and salvation by grace. And when we say all we have to do is repent, we're once saved, always saved, and, and the things that we believe as, as Christians and, and so on. One of the arguments and, and I had from one guy said, so you're telling me I can just repent of my sin and put my trust in Jesus and then I can go get on that bus and I can chop up people with an axe and I'm still saved? And I, and I told him, I said, no. That's not, because that's not the attitude of a, of a repentant heart. That's not the attitude of someone who's been granted repentance. When God gave me repentance, I turned and I hated my sin. You know, my besetting sin was pornography. And when God saved me, I hate it. I hate pornography. Doesn't mean I don't slip up every once in a while and succumb to my temptations, but I hate it. And there, so there's a difference between, I saw somebody posted something phenomenal the other day and it was uh, I think it was Omri or K-Dub or someone I, I don't remember who it was um, posted something that said and I'm going to screw up the exact quote but in a nutshell it was if you are intentionally sinning expecting grace you should be worried and that's the difference we don't intentionally when if, I, if I'm going out and intentionally sinning because I believe once saved, always saved, I'm not saved. I'm not repentant. And so, but, and so as the conversation went on and I was talking about, you know, somebody who does that, God is going to punish them. Without the repentance, God is going to send them to hell. And he goes, well, I don't believe in a God who would send anyone to hell. And he says, I believe everybody's going to get to one level of heaven or another. And so I looked at him and I said, so you're telling me that I can go climb on that bus and I can chop up a bunch of people with an axe and I'm going to get to one level of heaven or another? And, he, and it shut his mouth. It absolutely shut his mouth. Because they, there's, it is their theology that teaches repentance and baptism and these things are not required for salvation. There's no justice in their, in their idea of salvation, but yet works will gain them exaltation. So they're exalted by works. They're saved just because 
everybody except for guys like me who are sons of perdition who held the Mormon priesthood and renounced it, those people will be cast into outer darkness. But everybody else will gain one level of heaven or another. And so on that, on the face of that, it's, yeah, I guess they're, they're saved by some weird perverted form of grace without repentance, without any kind of, any change of heart or mind or attitude. And then you work your way up to exaltation. So there it is. Um, faith versus works. No matter what they say, Mormonism still has a works-based system in order to move beyond telestial or terrestrial kingdom in order to be exalted. And what truly they would believe, if you really delve into the heart of the matter, would consider being saved. So, there it is. I hope this was helpful. Um, if you liked it, click on subscribe, share the video, um, comment, tell me how you think I'm wrong, whatever. But I hope it helps. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.